Every year, technology providers are on the edge of their seats to find the latest results of global research in advisory firm Gartner's annual advisory of great performing and promising technology systems. Gartner, using a unique methodology magic quadrant, provides a comprehensive and graphical competitive positioning of different technology providers, recognizing them among four classes as a leader, a visionary, a niche player, and a challenger. This year, in the area of digital experience platforms, Gartner welcomes a new entrant, digital experience company Magnolia, successfully earning the status of niche player for its DX platform, Magnolia DX Core. Good day, everybody. I'm Shaina, the regional editor of Marketing APAC, and welcome to the first episode of Marketing Spotlight where we give the spotlight and the seat to organizations that have shown innovation and ingenuity in marketing and technology. For our first episode, we have invited the General Manager of Magnolia for APAC, Don Lee, to know more about this rising Magnolia DX Core platform and what this newly earned recognition from Gartner means not just for Magnolia, but for the industry of digital experience. Without further ado, let's all please welcome Don, who's speaking with us straight from Singapore. Hi, guys. I don't. Is it still lockdown in Singapore? Uh, we've opened up. Life is pretty much normal. It's just we have to wear masks everywhere we go. Yeah, yeah, pretty but much the same for everybody. Yeah, government's great. doing a good job. You know, it's uh, it's a new normal, so we just have to get adjusted to that. Yeah, yeah, great. So first of all, Don, congratulations for being in the magic quadrant of Gartner for the first time this Thank year. You. So. Yeah, such a feat for, for Magnolia. So could you uh, give us first like an overview of, of what Magnolia is? Uh, yeah, sure. So Magnolia is a world-class enterprise content management system. We're rated top in flexibility and speed by many analysts. Uh, we originated in Basel, Switzerland. So many brands use us as the core in building a future-proof composable DXP, which is a digital experience platform. Uh, we're a global organization, and in APAC alone, we have five offices to support our customers and partners. So, you know, I could just imagine you know, how, how much of a milestone and, and defeat this is to Magdolia. So, um, how do you feel about being part of this magic quadrant for the first time? And why do you think that it is at this time or at this point that it entered the list for, for DXP? Look, first of all, absolutely delighted, everybody. Um, it's a pleasant surprise uh, to enter that for the first time, enter the DXP Magic Quadrant. And on top of that, leading the way in our quadrant. Uh, you know, we never expected that. And I think that's testament um, to all that customer success and the value that clients get out of our solutions. Um, so why, why do you think we entered for the first time? Well, we have been standing out more and more increasingly and more recently due to our reputation of punching above our weight, um, especially around the powerful features of our composable DXP, uh, while retaining the speed, the industry-leading speed of deployment. And Magnolia is also becoming the choice of many notable brands globally, and also in APEC, uh, which Gartner mentioned specifically in the report. So the international standing of our brand is now elevated to a point where we are taken seriously despite the relatively nimble size of the company. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really great. So could just to set this, this the, the tone of the conversation further, so could you just 
first explain to us what the digital experience platform is? Uh, okay, it's a good question since we usually use a lot of techie terms for DXP. Yes, that's right. I would say a DXP essentially is a piece of technology that allows marketing to create and manage and orchestrate, um, deliver and optimize personalized digital experiences across all touch points of a customer's digital journey. So why would I want a DXP? We know that with better experiences, customers become more loyal and consequently revenue goes up. But additionally, your brand reputation is enhanced because of these customers as they, as they share by word of mouth their experience of using your brand and all this help with richer customer life cycles. And the way to really do this in a systematic, proper way is to use, is to use a, a DXP. Without this technology to support your strategy, you may have great experiences at certain touch points, but the holistic experience is always going to be clunky. And we know customers, they don't care about isolated experiences. To them, it should be a seamless and perfect journey. Hence, this is why a DXP is mandatory if you want to build a great digital experience. So in the report, uh, Gartner noted the, the best and the strength, the best capabilities and the strengths of the DX Core platform, and then also proceeded to um, naming some of the caution points or areas of improvement. So uh, we want to go further on, on what your response to the to these areas of improvement. But first, I just want to uh, note what the Gartner what the Gartner report said about your strengths. So the Score platform actually provides a connector-rich framework and modular architecture. It, it enables incremental delivery and the ability to build digital experiences from best-of-breed components. It presents a lower barrier to entry, so especially with its open-source community addition as a starting point and lower total cost of ownership. And of course, um, Magnolia's momentum is growing. This enables DXP buyers in the new region, such as APAC, to consider it for their shortlist. So congratulations on that. But with the with the caution with the caution points, um, Gartner did say that you know it enables customers to build a DXP from first and third party capabilities, the platform from analytics to person to personalization. But this approach may be less attractive to prospects looking for a more packaged DXP solution. So, what's your response to this, and how and what does Magnolia plan on on doing about this? Okay, well, Magnolia is really focused on being a composable DXP. So we've seen in recent years that there's been a clear shift in market demand from a single vendor DXP suite to ecosystems of integrated best-of-breed solutions, best-of-breed platforms, right? Um, Magnolia is at the forefront of this revolution, providing modern enterprises with a far more agile and powerful alternative to cumbersome software suites. We're essentially seeing the sunrise for composable platforms like ours that give enterprises a much faster way to launch digital experiences. And the first but clear glimpse of the sun setting for the suite platforms because, you know, they are simply too slow for the modern enterprise. Uh, it's a natural evolution for this market in which overly complex suites are replaced by a new approach. It also doesn't help that the investment for a suite platform is substantially more and with too many overkill features in the early phase of the brand's digital adoption. All right, so um, Gartner also noted that the XCore platform has a modular framework. So for, you know, for everybody's um, knowledge and clarification, can you just um, explain it to us what, what the modular framework is? Uh, a modular design 
is when you partition a system into discrete and scalable and reusable modules. So yeah. I guess for a modular framework, it's, um, you have the creation of many small independent sure. scripts that represents modules, which you can then test independently and then recombine them. The advantages to this uh, method is you get consistency in development, you get reduced development time, and of course, flexibility. All right, so so this is, you would say that this is um, this very much, this architecture or structure uh, is what makes uh, the Score platform flexible and easy to adopt for, for companies. Absolutely, and for testing as well. Yes. So uh, could you share with us, I know that we've already um, enumerated and laid out the key strengths that Gartner noted about the platform. So could you, uh, what we want to add, um, ask from you and, and what we want you to share is a client experience. So could you tell us, share with us a client that you've helped with the DxCore platform and they've adopted the, the DxCore okay. platform? Okay, so let me tell you first what we are trying to do, right? It's a, our vision of a composable DXP is built of deeply integrated best-of-breed solutions. And, and this will enable brands to incrementally build a high-performance DXP that leverages existing proven components and services. Our advanced experience authoring and content management features coupled with a modern tech stack would empower all stakeholders. Now, this combination would enable the launch of new digital products and differentiated experiences at unprecedented speed. In the case of um, a more recent customer, Ping An Insurance, as one of the largest financial institutions in the world, the transition from the old CMS system was effortless, right? Requiring only a team of two CMS backend developers, uh, uh, total time took less than two months to be completed. Since its launch, editors have been able to update daily content consistently across any channel or any platform with minimal errors and no major issue whatsoever. Um, what they experience in terms of uh, benefits to, to using us is since then, since the implementation, they have experienced more than three times growth in site traffic and a 66% reduction in content update time. So um, right now I want to talk about um, your expansion plans because Gartner um, did say that there's still room for improvement when it comes to the visibility of the platform outside Europe and in APAC. So um, I want to know more about the APAC. So um, what, what are your expansion plans for Magnolia and in and, and what markets do you still see yourself um, extending the, the, the platform to? Uh, so look, I totally agree with this. I think we have low visibility in APAC. Um, Magnolia is better known in Singapore for milk and ice cream. So now people yes. are getting used to the fact that we do great CMS as well. Um, but jokes aside, I think We've been fixated on customer success since day one, and we'll continue to do so, upholding our promise of project success as the top priority. Um, we also aim to empower more Magnolia practitioners, whether they are from clients or partners, and we want to widen the Magnolia community. We realize also we are very popular among developers, but marketers, they have very little visibility about us simply because we don't um, market ourselves a lot. And... You know, if we don't tell people who we are, they would never know. Um, so what we're trying to do is to duplicate our success at the operational level, which is with developers and uh, operational managers and project managers. We want to duplicate this at, uh, at the management level, you know, with marketers, etc. So we are opening up offices um, in Bangkok. In fact, we just launched that 
uh, two days ago in collaboration with a partner there. And we plan to open up yet another office in Shenzhen in China on top of the existing one in Shanghai. So this makes sense given we have local teams based in, in, in these two regions to support our partners and clients better. And we know APAC is a region where, you know, we don't just speak one single language, Asian, you know, we don't share a single culture. Everything is very different. And just like how we believe in giving customers a personalized service, we need to take that approach to our customers as well, which is why there is a need to set up these local offices to support them better. Yes, yeah. So that's, that's really great. You know, um, even more so, I mean, even before the pandemic and even more so now, you know, the digital lifestyle of people are being more cemented. And I'm pretty sure that that a lot, a lot more organizations are looking to digitize their operations. So that's really nice to hear that you're expanding to to, to these markets in the future. Yeah. So, yeah. so on that note, um, I want to I want you to uh, share with us what your tips are for for organizations that are looking for a DX core platform. You know, first for some organizations, it may be still an uncharted territory. You know, they, it can still be an intimidating endeavor for them. So, what can you um, advise them in looking for the perfect platform for their operations. Right. Um, I think you meant DXP because DX Core is, uh, is our product. So let's talk about yeah. DXP. I yeah. think DXP um, is a buzzword that all organizations are keen to translate into reality, but the undertaking is often complex. Um, so first of all, I would recommend they focus on a few key facets uh, of digital experience, which they want to succeed in and which would correlate directly to the business objectives. So for example, they, they might want to drive more clicks, uh, more call to actions, maybe more organic progress from the basic customer journey touch points to the heavyweight touch points, which would have a direct impact, you know, or direct correlation to conversions. So that would be the first point. Um, the second step would be to build a modular organic DXP that has the capability to help them achieve their DX goals faster as they observe results. So it's very organic. This DXP should be able to easily integrate with the usual uh, digital marketing functions like analytics or marketing automation or even e-commerce and even integrate with legacy systems. So this way you ensure that change disruption is kept to a minimum for those organizations with a very complex process in place. And, and your evolution of this DXP platform would be very organic right yeah. um not so much like a digital transformation but more like a digital evolution because that makes sense uh, with transformation there's a lot of change there's a lot of disruption and that affects bu which is business as usual but with with well-planned evolution it is something uh, where you could then evolve a tech stack into something that fits your business perfectly you know so you basically build your own marketing cloud um, so that's the second point, I think. Um, following this and paying attention to not just the ROI, but the progress of the audiences in the customer journey funnel, right? Uh, you would be able to determine the next MarTech function you want to build upon which makes sense. Um, so, you know, as, as you have your customer journey, you have your sales funnel or customer journey funnel, you know, and you see where the majority of them are. If they're progressing and you have a bulk here, then it makes sense for you to start building uh, a MarTech function around this area. So for example, um, 
a CDP, a customer data platform or optimization tool, you know, to address that. So this way you eliminate the need to invest heavily upfront in a bulky proprietary solution. You know, you won't get sucked in into an ecosystem that you can't get rid of, but you would have an adaptable, robust and nimble platform which reacts to trends and disruptions. Events, you know, which we see happening more and more on a frequent basis, especially this new normal that we are now in. Um, I, I guess to sum it up, investing in a composable DXP is key because it will allow you to integrate with new or legacy MarTech functions seamlessly. Um, you get to build a best of breed tech stack that is bespoke and optimized for the workings and nuances of your brand, you know, which is a customized experience platform, if you will. This will give your marketers control over the budget and strategy and basically allowing them to focus on the task at hand without worries or pressure on ROI. So yeah, that's my advice. Yeah, so revisiting the business objectives, a modular DXP, and also being in a constant lookout for the customer journey and sales funnels. So uh, thank you so much, Don, for, for those insights. I'm pretty sure that you know anyone who's watching right now is more um, aware of what of what DXP they should adopt and and how to um, sort of um, integrate that into their operations. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. We have more insightful and intelligent conversations in store for you for the next episodes of MarketX Spotlight. If you think your organization deserves a spotlight, please reach out to us at spotlight at marketech-apac.com. And we'd be happy to put the spotlight next on you. Until next time.